Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Such a great spirit in the house tonight. Pray we can continue that vein. <clears throat> I uh, would like to give honor uh, to some people. Uh, I would like to give honor to my parents. Uh, I'm so thankful for them, and they brought me up in this truth. Um, and uh, it's a gift I could never repay. And uh, they've always supported me, loved me, brought me up in the way I should go. I'm thankful for my bishop and his wife. Um, they are, I get the best of both worlds. They're the best bishop and bishop's wife and the best grandparents. And so that's just a, that's a duo for me. I love them so much. So thankful for their voices in my life and uh, couldn't ask for any anyone better. And uh, so thankful uh, for my pastor and his wife and his family. Um, pray that they have a, a good services and that they are safe as they come home. Um, I don't take it lightly that, you know, this, this weight of him being gone is on my shoulders. And, and so I, I really appreciate that and love them very much. Uh, we'll go ahead and turn to Proverbs 3 and 5. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Bishop, could you pray? Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word. We are going to play a little game, all right? <clears throat> so I, I guess this is just kind of the thing with the, the mantle of youth pastor now, because I just I like to do little fun things in, in, in messages. So we're going to play a little guessing game. <clears throat> and so I'm going to be talking about a story of a famous person or business, okay? And at the end, I want you to just shout out who or what business you think it is, okay? So we're going to start with the easy one. Most people should know this. Uh, this young man was devastated when he was cut from his high school varsity basketball team sophomore year, and he went on to be considered by many the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan. Okay, that was a really easy one. So woohoo. Um, and we won't get into if he's the greatest right now. So. And he is. Uh, after, uh, <laughs> after an early momentum and the creation of truly unique and game-changing products, this company experienced a fall over a course of 12 years. Uh, its innovation and popularity plummeted uh, following a 1985 departure of its most inventive mind. By the time this man was rehired in 1997, the company was operating at a loss and creeping closer and closer to bankruptcy every single year. Uh, but after its successful rebranding campaign and a new computer, the steady restructuring of a consumer expectations, 
the company turned itself around to become one of the biggest, most successful companies in the world. Apple, yes, Apple and Steve Jobs, absolutely. All right, some more. No one wanted to hire this man as an artist. In fact, he couldn't get hired anywhere else. So his brother got him a temporary job, and his first animation studio went bankrupt. He went on to co-found one of the largest entertainment companies in the world, which had $50.1 billion in 2017 revenue. Any guesses? Walt Disney, is that what he said? Yes, Disney. <clears throat> Another man, he was rejected both times as he applied to attend film school at the University of California. And he went on to become one of the greatest directors of our time, grossing over $8.5 billion from films he has directed. And the University of California gave him an honorary degree. Any guesses? Steven Spielberg. Man, you guys are on a roll. All right. Last one. Uh, this should be easy, but I just I like this guy, so I'm going to do it. <clears throat> uh, last one. Uh, this man grew up wanting to be a pro football player in the NFL. Uh, after working so hard throughout his life uh, in his, his goal, uh, he suffered injuries while playing for the University of Miami, and uh, his NFL promises went down the drain. Uh, so with only seven bucks in his pocket and a drive in his heart, he decided to follow after his father's footsteps and his grandfather's footsteps to go into wrestling. Uh, now he is one of the most well-known actors of our time. Uh, a wrestling legend and a successful businessman grow with many growing companies, including Seven Bucks Production. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> that was fun. That was, you guys did good. You guys did good. So if, if you look at the overviews of these stories, they're very inspirational. Now, we, we're not going to go in depth on those, but those are just kind of overviews. And that's, that's inspiring. I mean, Michael Jordan, for crying out loud, he was told that he couldn't play his sophomore year in high school. And... Man, I would not want to be that teacher, man. Whew. But all it took was a series of moments to change their courses, right? There was a change in the wind. There was a change. So we're going to talk about changes in the wind in the world of sailing. Who sails with an actual sail? Who sails? I don't. I, I had to look it up. I had no knowledge at all. And... Uh, if they want, if there's like a movement of people wanting to sail, they're not doing a good job on Google because I had to search for this. I mean, it was, it was a pretty well searched. So looking at an article from sailingbreezes.com uh, named Look for the Changes in the Wind Direction by David Dillenbog. David, if you ever watch this, I'm sorry, I probably butchered that. Um, David starts, he, he starts, he's talking about when it seems like it's a steady day. Uh, the wind is always going back and forth just a little bit. Uh, but whenever the wind shifts, it opens up an opportunity to gain distance, but it also opens up an opportunity to sometimes lose distance, depending on what happens. So let's look at some numbers here. He had a little chart there, and I just took the bottom number and the top number. So a two-degree wind shift has an approximate distance gained or distance lost of about 5% of distance. So if, if, you don't, if you don't play your cards right on that two-degree wind shift, you could lose 5% or you could gain 5% of your distance. Going up to 15 degrees, the 15-degree wind shift has an approximate distance gained or distance lost of about 37%. <clears throat> so if you, don't, if you don't play your cards right, you're going to be on the water for a while. Um, <clears throat> he says that there are many reasons that the wind changes direction. He said... 
uh, quote, to keep your head out of the boat and try to understand what's causing it. He's like, you know, you got to look at the surroundings, look at the land, look at the water, look at what's going on. Because uh, sometimes what appears to be a uh, wind shift can actually be a change in wind speed. And it's kind of deceiving. And so uh, not in its direction, it's in its speed. He says, be careful not to treat wind speed changes like a real change in direction. Because if you treat it that way, uh, that, that speed shift could cause you to lose a lot of distance. Uh, because this, if it's sped up and you, you change it just right, you're going to, I mean, 37%, get that out the window, is probably 50% or so. Um, and these all, these, all these tips are great if you own a sailboat. I, no one owns a sailboat. So <clears throat> let's do some application. So <clears throat> we go down the river of life, so to speak. And we have our little boat. This is the boat, okay? This is the boat. And we have our sail. The, no, don't mind the fact that the sail's not connected to the boat. It's not important. Um, <clears throat> and so we're going down, and we have our sail set. We are set the course in which we think God wants us to be. We think God wants us to be. This is where I'm going. God knows this is where I'm going. And uh, I don't need to talk to him because this, this, I know God wants me to go this way. Yeah, absolutely. And so we'll, we'll you know, go along and we'll feel the wind shifts and, and we'll turn and, and toss. And, and uh, as life goes on, what happens? Maybe something happens. Maybe you get too close to the shore and maybe you hear, feel a little rumbling under, under the boat. Or maybe, maybe you wreck all together. Maybe you wreck all together. And... Uh, who do we blame it on? The devil. We blame it on the devil. And uh, I, just, I just find it funny. Not that the devil, I mean, he is, he is lying and a cheat. We get it. But <clears throat> devil seems to get too much credit for things that happen bad in our lives. Um, because we weren't expecting it. You know, we weren't expecting it. We were going down. We were having our own little you know, party in the boat, and, uh, you know, we're not talking to God or anything, and we're just going, well, and then when we wreck, like, that's just like the devil. It's just like, just like the devil. How dare he change my, he made me change my wind sail. Come on. So, so what happens then, we blame it on the devil, and then when we get in those bad times, we kind of, we kind of, what do we do? We get, we come to God. Come to God. We come to God, and, and so he, he's, uh, you know, if, if I was God, I'd be like, you're back. Welcome. Because um, it's just like we, we weren't sticking our head out of the boat. We weren't seeing what's going on around us. You know, how do we stick our head out of the boat? How do we stick our head out of the boat? We're, we're in the boat, and we're praying, and we're fasting, and we're reading for God's word. And yes, God. There's a wind shift come. Okay. Oh, it's just the speed distance. Okay, I'll keep the sail where we're going. Okay, we're staying the course. Okay. Oh, we're moving again. Got to keep your head out of the boat. It's important to know the surroundings that are going or what's going on because God's going to change the wind. And if you don't know where to change, what's going to happen? You're going to mess, mess up. And whether or not the devil did it, which sometimes he does, but whether or not the devil did it, you're still going to be in a big mishap. I mean, you're, you're just going to be in a shape, right? So instead, we commune with God. We commune with God we, for him to be able to tell us. He's like, hey, hey. 
He's in, he's in front of the boat. You're looking outside the boat. He's in front of the boat. He's saying, all right, come on. I'm about to change the wind. We need to change the sail. We need to change the course. We need to move this way. So in order to do that, we need to commune. We get some days the water will be better than others. The wind will be calmer some days. But in order to get through the bad days, we have to be able to be with him through the good ones. Because the good ones, they're easy. So we just think we can do whatever we want. We can sit. We can sit in our boat, not touch our sail whatsoever, not look outside the boat. And we get off course. And then what happens? Storms come our way. We get uncomfortable. And then we're like, God, I'm here, God. I'm back on my knees, God. No, no. If we tune in to him, then maybe he will be more apt to tune us in. He doesn't have to. It's his plan. But if we don't have that communion and that relationship with him, why, why would we think that he is going to help us? You know, it's just like, you know, <clears throat> you know come, come here, Trevor. Come here. Little Johnny. Little Johnny here. Come on. Come on. We're going to, okay, we're going to get in the boat. Get in the boat. Okay, and we're going to, okay, so now, you know, he's babysitting you. God's not our babysitter. He's our father, but he's not our babysitter. So instead of that, he stays there and is like, commune, he's sticking his head out the boat. Come on, we need to change it this way. We're changing, we're changing course. You're good. So let's look at some people in the Bible. Let's look at Abraham. Abraham, it shouldn't be taken lightly. People, we kind of, we kind of, you know, the father Abraham had many sons, but like that's that's a big deal. He 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 became the father of many nations as a, as an old man, um, and it, he had a relationship with God so much that when when God was wanting to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he was just like fifty righteous God, forty five righteous God. If there be forty, thirty, I mean, he just kept going down the line. And what was he doing in that moment? God's saying, I'm going to destroy Sodom. And he's just like, God, if there be, if there be 50, if there be 50 in God's, yes, Abraham, if there, be 50, if there be 45, he's just consistently keeping his head out of the boat. He's in relationship, and he's just trying to, he's trying to find where God's frequency is, where the wind's going, so he can be, let's save this city. He had that relationship with him. Abraham, Genesis 12 through 25, that, that whole story of Abraham. Noah, Genesis 6 through 9, he had to make an ark when everyone else thought he was crazy, right? I can't imagine that because, like, it hadn't rained in forever. And uh, it's just dry as a bone out there. And, you know, Noah, he, he's, he's building the ark, and he's just, he's just with the sail. He's building the ark. He's following after what God wants him to do. Go for wood? Yes, sir. Okay, how many cubits? Okay. And, and all those other people, they're probably over there like, look at this guy. He's crazy. This is, is, <laughs> it's not going to rain. Hey, you, you, when was the last time it rained? I don't remember the last time it rained. And so that could cause us sometimes to, you know, if we were in that situation, we could think and we could hear those people and think, well, maybe, maybe that wasn't God. Maybe it wasn't God that told me to build an ark. Maybe, maybe it was just a figment of my imagination. I'm just going to change my sail. What happens after that? Possibly what could have happened is that God flooded the earth with water and he just started from scratch with no one. He could have. But instead, 
Noah, he's, he's tuning everyone out, and he's just like, okay, God. It might not have been the right thing. It might not have been the, the cool thing to do. It might not have been the, the thing that uh, that world thought was good, but he was just, okay, God, eyes focused, tunnel vision on God, and he's just sticking his head out the boat. Where do you want me to go, God? What do I need to do, God? I don't care what they think. I'm going to follow after what you want me to do because your way is higher than anyone else's. Let's look at Moses. That's just like God, though. Moses, he grew up in the house of Pharaoh. And he was an Israelite. And he killed an Egyptian because the Egyptian was was hurting one of the Israelites. And at the age of 40, he ran away. You don't really hear much about it. And then what happens? He has a burning bush experience with God at age 80. Age 80, and then 40 years go by, and just, you know. And so, and he went on to be the man that God chose to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And the one that chose him to receive the Ten Commandments. And what was he doing during that time, especially during the time, you know, because, you know, there's some, un, you know, I know there's some impatient people in here, okay? I'm one of them. But I can't imagine continuing trying to follow after God's will, but then Pharaoh's over here, and he's, no. Not happening. Yeah. Yeah. So many times, not happening. No, Mm-mm. no. And uh, I'll just be like, okay, homie, I- I'm done. You know, you know. But no, he's just like, okay, God, you, you want me to go back? You want- okay, you th- throw the rod on the ground, snake. Oh, that's creepy. Okay. Um, uh, he's just following after what God wants him to do. Because he got denied so many times, he could have gave up. But he didn't give up because he had that communion. He had that relationship with God. Joseph, in Genesis 37 through 50, you have the story of Joseph. His change in direction in his life, unfortunately, it wasn't his fault. (laughs) He got sold into slavery by his brothers. It's just like, complete turn. He didn't even do it, and he can't even reach the sale now. It's just like, it's out of his hands. But what was he doing in that entire time, about 13 years that he was in slavery? What was he doing? Yes, Lord. You want me to interpret these dreams? Yes, sir. 13 years down the road, what, he does he, what does God do? What does God do? He becomes second in command in Egypt. Why? He was following the wind. He was following the wind. Yes, God, I'm going to look out. I'm going to see what you want me to do. I'm going to follow after that. Let's look at another. David. Sec, first and second Samuel. Let's look at the story of David. He, he was a teenager. He was anointed when he was a teenager. And that directly affected his path. Um, but there was a catch. David, he had to stay the course for the long haul. I mean, he, he had to wait. Man, talk about a man of patience. Whoo. Man, I, I, get, I get antsy when I'm waiting for something in the mail. And he's just sitting over here like, yes, Lord. And then God's up here. He's got communion. He, he's got relationships. So God's up here, and he's just like, it's okay, David. We're not changing direction. It's just a little slow right now. Have patience, David. My will is almighty, David. Follow after what I'm doing, David. And are there times that David probably thought, well, if I did this one thing, I might become king quicker. Or if I killed Saul, and he got tempted. But what did he do after that? He got back in his boat. He repented. And he was... Sticking his head back out the boat. 
Where do we want me to go, Lord? I'm sorry I was tempted. Where do you want me to go? Direct my path. Direct my path. In your time, in your time, what do you want me to do? Let's go to Deuteronomy 31 and 8. It says, And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee. Neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Joshua 1, 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Philippians 4 and 6. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. All these stories. He's saying, look at these verses. He's saying, he's going to be with us. The thing you need to ask yourself is, are you going to be with him? Because if there's a disconnect between me and God, my sail, and I can, just, I can just wreck up on shore. I could get stranded at sea, completely lost. It says, Everything by prayer and supplication. What is that? Relationship. What is that? Yes, God, I'm going to follow after what you want me to do. I may have a thought of what I want to do, but I'm going to, I'm going to put aside my own personal things. I'm going to follow after you. God has mercy, but he doesn't have to help you with your course if you aren't in relationship with him. What if he didn't? What if he didn't? If, if, if we were just, if we had to be in it to win it, and we knew that if we went and his mercies weren't new every day, then once we're gone, we're gone. It's just a thought. I'm just saying it, it, it's, it's, it could have been that way, but his mercies are new every day. That doesn't mean we need to take advantage of that. That doesn't mean that during the bad times, that's the only time we come. That's the only time God hears, yes, God, I know you haven't heard from me in, in six months, but um, I'm getting, my bad, life's getting pretty bad again, so I, I got COVID, so, you know, if you could help me, Lord. Let's look at one more from the Bible. <clears throat> I, was, I was studying, and I was thinking about, about figurative wind figurative change, changes that happen in these, these lives in the Bible. And then I kind of got towards the end of it, and I was starting to think, I was like, you know, what about, what about literal wind? Literal wind, I know, you know, doesn't, you know, I didn't know if I was really going to find anything. Uh, but I started thinking, and I just, I just had a thought. I was just thinking, we know that there was a great earthquake on that third day. But I can't help but just think, as that's happening, God's rising from the dead. People are walking the streets of Jerusalem. And there's this, that Holy Ghost wind 
and they're just like, you feel that? Something's different. You feel that? And God's just, he's rising from the dead, and he's like, I'm about to change the wind. I'm about to change the course of an entire history in this entire world. You feel that? We know it. It happens during service. It happened tonight. There's just that sweeping. You get that goose, those goosebumps. It's not a literal wind. It's that spiritual wind. Jesus. Musicians can come. If you take a look at the world around you even, you start looking at everything that's going on. We're not going to get into the details because there's way too much to even count. But if you don't feel that change in the wind, if you don't feel that in your spirit, something's going on, the wind of the spirit, something's changing right now, I urge you to get back in supplication and relationship. Change your sail accordingly. Before, before you've lost too much distance from your destination. Because once we've lost too much distance from our destination... There's only one other way. He has mercy if we could come. Please stand. Jesus. Don't lose too much distance from your destination. Be with him in the good and in the bad. It's important that when you feel those, those churnings of the spirit, pray on them. Or if you feel that urge, maybe I should talk to that person. Talk to them. If you have the Holy Ghost and you feel that, do it. It's important that if you're going to follow after the will of God, you got to stick your head out of the boat. you got to find where the will is. And if, if it's his will that you go do this thing, or if it's his will that you don't do this thing, then you've got to listen. Jesus. I wonder if we could just raise our hands and close our eyes. If we could just pray collectively. The altar's open if you would like to come to the altar. As they sing and play, if we could just we could just have a course correction of sales. If we could just correct our sales. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's F-A-C-M-C. Thank you and have a blessed day.